working today, live. Don't jinx it. From Black Rock's pickleball scented mason jar collection. Ugh. Yeah, why does Black Rock need that? It's yet another woke Wednesday edition of Business Pants, joined as always by analyst hole Matt Muscardi. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. In today's woke data polka dotted sweatpants called February 21st, 2024. Two classic headlines, 75,000 happy nerds, five shareholder activist arm wrestling contests, 0.5% of Jeff Bezos' left earlobe, the second glass oh. cliff Australian CEO apology tour in the last six months, and Matt's famous deep-fried Norfolk Southern extra crispy board of director chicken wings. Wow. <laughs> That's, first of all, that Ridiculous. deserves... I'm getting paid by the word. I'm getting paid by the word. You're like Dickens now. <laughs> That's all true, though. Everything I just mentioned, we're going to cover. You want to get right to it? Yeah, we need to because that is a lot it's of a things lot. and go. I have things to say. Here we go. In my first category today, this one's called just called Let the Headline Do the Talking. We, I don't I, Ooh, I like this, this category. There's no analysis. It's just I just love these two headlines. First of all, this first one is just absurd. But, you know, really represents the state of our world really well. Google co-founder Sergey Brin sued by the widow of a pilot who has who was flying one of the billionaire's planes to his private island in Fiji when it crashed. What? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. I shouldn't the laugh. The pilot died in the crash and he sued the widow? Uh, so he, so the widow is suing Sergey Brin. Uh, uh, oh, the widow is doing is, suing. Sergey Brin is being sued uh, because of some some malarkey concoction that he made the pilot come up with to help him fly around to all his different private islands, and the the, oh, the plane wasn't safe. It's just terrible. I, I, yeah, I don't like this. I don't like any of that. And the next headline: Let the headline do the talking. This is from Fortune. The idea that globalization is dead? It's a little absurd, says Globalization Partner C CEO. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how stupid that was. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the real stories. I like that. What, does that CEO have a name? Uh, her name is Nicole Sahin. She's a woman, Nicole Sahin. Oh, oh well, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad she's named. Uh, okay, let's go over to stakeholders' rule... I have a bunch of stories this week. This is our category, stakeholders rule. Here's a new one, Matt. Reddit, you heard of Reddit, right? Social media company Reddit? Yeah, vaguely, yeah, yeah. Reddit sure. plans to IPO, uh, I think it's coming in March. They haven't released the Ooh. filing papers no, yet, but I think they're coming. There's no uh, statement yet, yeah. Yeah, it should be coming by the end of February. But here's their plan. They're planning to reserve shares uh, for its some of its biggest users, except they're going to reserve shares for 75,000 of its most prolific so-called Redditors. So they're reserving shares of their IPO for its users. That doesn't that seem unusual? Yeah. What? what I don't, <laughs> you have nothing to say. I don't know how to assess that. Uh, Is that good? Uh, I suppose it's good. It feels good, right? It feels kind of folksy. 
Except, like, what if they're the most prolific Nazis? I was going to say, it could be right? a cesspool. Like, it could be racist, misogynist Nazis. I, I mean, are they vetting that? Are they not vetting? Do they not Just care? Just as because most prolific. I'm hoping this information will be in the filing papers. I, I, re- I, I want the full list. I want the full list like, as well. You know, yeah. All 75,000. <laughs> boobs, 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 6'9 is getting seven shares. So this is the first IPO of a major social media company since Pinterest back in 2019. I can't believe it's been that long. I know. Well, I can and don't care. And a few governance notes about Reddit. First of all, it's led by a boomerang founder. That's CEO Steve Huffman. So he he left the company and came back. So Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. And again, this is Reddit where former CEO and co-founder Alexis Ohanian, he famously stepped down from the board in June of 2020 and he asked the company to fill his position with a black board member. Remember this after the George That's Floyd member? I, I remember all now, of this, yeah. Now, there's a, there's a few problems with this situation. First of all, hats off, I guess, to Alexis, because that seems like the right thing to do. But um, at the time, Reddit had never had a black board member, and Alexis could have appointed one, right? Yeah. And the other part was, of course, that, as you referenced before, Reddit was kind of a cesspool of racists. Um, a, li- a little. So they, yeah. they ne- uh-huh. so that was part of the reason why they needed a black board member. So it's kind of an uncomfortable beginning for the, uh, the man who turned out to be Michael Siebel, who came from, he was at Y Combinator. Um, and then he became a director at Dropbox a few months later, where he has 2% of influence compared to founder and CEO oh. Drew Houston. Well, that's a totalitarian. Company. Drew Houston that's has over seventy percent of influence at Dropbox. Yeah, he correct. sits on the Meta Platforms board with Mark Zuckerberg, and I'm guessing that that's going to be the case here at Reddit, where where Steve Huffman, CEO, will have an outsized amount of influence. So, yeah, if they're giving seventy five thousand shares, and then they have B shares, and those seventy five thousand redditor shares are like don't have a vote what's the point like i was hoping it would be nice if they gave it all to the wall street bets crowd and then they all shorted reddit that would be kind I of would funny. like that uh okay a bunch of shareholder activist uh, stories in the news man a lot of stuff one of which on, you're yeah. going to cover later but uh first of all investment firm buxton helmsley group said it nominated four directors <laughs> why are you laughing at them the name is ridiculous. I know, I've never heard They're of ridiculous. them. <laughs> They're nominating four directors uh, to the board at Fossil Group after the co- after the company's stock lost three quarters of its value over the last year. Uh, about Fossil Group, Matt, CEO, chair, and founder Costa Kartsotis has been a director since 1990 and according to the proxy statement has more aggregate board tenure than the rest of the board combined. Ooh, I like that stat. And uh, Fossil Group did something I've never seen before. They list tenure rounded to the nearest half year. <laughs> it's kind of like, what? What? It's like when your three-year-old has like a, he wants you to know he's two and a half years old, right? Like he, oh no, he wants you to know he's three and a half. I don't even know. Three and a half. So yeah. they, they have two directors that show tenure of 0.5 and 3.5 years on, in Ooh. their project. I've never seen that before. Never seen that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I have to say that I like that. Is Fossil is the watch company, right? I don't know. 
Is it possible that they lost three quarters of the value because nobody buys like old watches anymore? Yeah, Everyone's got like an like, Apple watch or a Samsung watch. Speaking I'm of places saying. that people don't seem to go anymore, Macy's uh, investment firm Arc House Management has launched a proxy fight. They're nominating nine directors. Woo! <laughs> uh, a group of investors led by Ancora Holdings. They want a new CEO, a, ne- a new COO, and eight new directors at Norfolk Southern. Yeah. You're going to cover that later, right? About. Yeah. And then Carl Icahn been busy this week. Uh, he, he gets two seats at JetBlue and two seats at American Electric Power. Uh, at JetBlue, uh, Icahn disclosed about 10% of ownership stake uh, this Monday. And that's the same day that new Glass Cliff CEO Joanna Garrity took over the job. So, um, as is the way with Carl Icahn, he appointed to JetBlue's board his uh, uh, Icahn Enterprises General Counsel Jesse Lin and Icahn Capital Portfolio Manager Stephen Miller. And an ele- and, yeah, but not his son. And in American Electric Power, he appointed uh, Senior Managing Director of Icahn Enterprises Hunter Gary. He's also... Uh, American Electric Power. He's putting the new CEO of Icon Enterprises, Andrew Tenno. He's going to be. He's putting him on the board as a non-voting observer. Ooh, that sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, what do they do? Uh, they sit there and they stare at you. So this is that's how Carl Icon operates. He, his ego just puts his own people on people's. But now I, I want to remind our listeners about a little bit about Carl Icon. This is the same guy. Uh, who owns Icon Enterprises, right? There's yeah. Matt, their stock price was $122 in December of 2013, was $54 last February, and currently sits uh, at just under $20. So he can't Aww. figure out his own company. And yet, That's because it's basically a Ponzi scheme, so, isn't it? So I... The Hindenburg Research uh, yeah, in, in May of piece. 2023 accused Icon Enterprises of overvaluing its holdings and relying on a Ponzi-like structure of pay dividends. And Matt, just today, Icon Enterprise warned shareholders of a sequential decline in its indicative net asset value, whatever that means, in the fourth oh. quarter, sending shares down another 11%. So, so I, I mean, I, I just had to point all this out because... Just the, the the sheer ego of this man, who whose own firm is not only struggling pretty badly, he, but look, is being called up for being a Ponzi scheme. Stop it! Yeah. He operates the best Ponzi scheme that's ever been I operated. Mean, this is just so crazy, he's got the right? Best people for it. This, well, is, this it is, but this yeah. is why the directors on these boards do absolutely matter, right? Because even if they come from a shareholder, from an activist, they still might be unscrupulous characters, right? That shareholders should pay attention to. I, well, unscrupulous might be a term I, too far. Sorry. They they just operate a Ponzi scheme. That's not unscrupulous. I, I just just I can't believe this man's ego. Honestly, I, I I mean, his own company his stock price is failing miserably. Uh, let's move over to the category CEOs rule, Matt, because we have yet another crazy glass cliff CEO apology tour happening in Australia. Ooh. Uh, this one, this time at Woolworths. Remember the last one was at Qantas Airlines, right? Th- yeah, this is, it was a great run for Qantas. This is at World Woolworths, uh, the, the the department, the the grocery store, the store, Woolworths. Yeah, the store. Yeah, the the, the we, like Macy's like store. Yeah, we used to have them uh, where I grew up, but they're gone. I don't know if they exist in America anymore. 
I don't know that they exist in Australia. Well, they really do anymore, exist. Do they? They, they do <laughs> exist in Australia. They're part of a duopoly with Coles that controls over sixty-five percent of Australia's supermarket sector. Um, CEO Brad Bonducci uh, was on a uh, was being interviewed by a news reporter uh, this week. Uh, uh, he was th- uh, being asked a tough line of questioning about price gouging going on in Australia, right? Ooh, Greedflation yeah. going on across the globe, and he got so angry with the reporter that he walked. He walked out of the interview. He was pissed off, so he walked oh, away. Oh, oh! So poor baby. Because of this, uh, angry shareholders, angry customers uh, called for his job, right? Saying like, you know, how dare this guy? He should step down. And then he did. He announced his resignation today. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is exactly like the Quanta story. This is exactly and and. It's another Glass Cliff CEO because Amanda Bardwell is taking over. They found a woman to immediately replace uh, him, Brad. And here's a quote from a, a social media user online. Is Brad, is Brad Bonducci trying to fill Alan Joyce's shoes and take the title of the most hated CEO in Australia? Ooh. So Alan Ooh. Joyce was the guy who stepped down at Qantas. So... My head is spinning, I know. And I know you hate these Australian <laughs> stories, but I don't care. I like Australia. Okay, so I want to point something else out here that uh, Woolworths Group Chair Scott Perkins, who actually, Matt, our data shows to have the most influence at uh, Woolworths, Ooh, not like Brad Bonducci. Yeah. So he controls 21% of the influence. The CEO formerly held 19% of the influence. He's the longest serving director at Woolworths. In fact, Matt, he sits on all five board committees. And oh, that's not good. And is the chair of the nominating committee. And he, That's not good. He said in reaction uh, to Brad Bonducci stepping down, that uh, his departure was not influenced by the controversies and praised him as one of the company's finest leaders. That's not good. So, I, so when, I ask you, how long before Scott Perkins yes, loses his correct. job? Right. <laughs> that, when do we find out exactly how bad it? Because was? we complained about the exact same thing at Qantas. Uh, I think his name was was what was his name? Uh, I should know this. I didn't write it down. But but he and then that chair lost his job a few months later. Yeah. So I don't know how long Scott Perkins didn't is keep lose. his job. He agreed to, agreed step, to step down, down. at the next yeah. AGM. Right, like none of these people lose their jobs. That's part of the thing that I'm fi- finding. No. And in fact, when we talk about Norfolk Southern, no one lost their job. They're just retiring and, and spending more time with their families. Uh, and w- I'll say this about Scott Perkins, the chair of Woolworths, who's soon to lose his job or will step down or whatever. He's already the chair of Origin Energy and a director at Brambles, two big Australian companies. So he's he, he'll be fine. He'll still, yeah, he's got, he's already busy. stuff to do. Yeah, yeah got plenty fine. to do. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's going on in Australia. Another weird apology tour with a glass cliff CEO. I guess this is how Australians operate, right? Their, their CEO goes down in disgrace and they quickly find a woman and kind of shove her into the role. That doesn't sound just like Australians operate. It just like sounds like the world. get mom to clean up our mess. That's the way every male-run company seems to operate. Uh, and finally, uh, in the news of powerful men, how about this one, Matt? Um, uh, Jeff Bezos. Remember Jeff Bezos? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, he's, he's the, the name rings a bell. Founder yeah. and former CEO of Amazon, still the executive chair. 
So he has sold another 14 million Amazon shares worth uh, around $2 billion. That means uh, that uh, the total number of shares he has sold in the last nine days is 50 million shares with a value of almost $9 billion. Okay, Matt? Oh. Blah, blah, 50 blah. Mil- I want to try to put this in the context. 50 million shares with a value of $9 billion. Guess how many shares he has left, Matt? He just sold 50 million shares worth $9 billion. I mean, he can't have th- how many? Like, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, he's got another ten billion left, maybe half. Uh, uh, okay, Matt. He sold fifty million shares valued at nine billion dollars. He still has one billion two hundred and eight <laughs> million shares. I mean, this is how absurd this is, Matt. His overall ownership percentage plummeted from twelve point three percent to eleven point. Eight percent. I mean, this is just yeah, crazy. See, this is, this it's too nuts. much power and wealth in the hands of of a single CEO founders. It's not. It's it's nonsense. It's pure nonsense. If you can sneeze and make two billion dollars, billion with a B, I, and yeah, I mean, still own twelve percent so, of the company. Something That's, needs to change. I mean, we have uh, you know firm after firm telling us that we shouldn't be too aggressive towards directors and vote them out. And, and, but and this is what's happening. I mean, something needs yeah. to change. I don't know what, I don't know how, but absolutely absurd. So that, those are my stories. I referenced your story earlier, Matt, and that is that uh, Norfolk Southern, Ancor, uh, a group of investors led by Ancora Holdings wants basically everybody to lose their jobs at Norfolk That's Southern. That's correct. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Oh, exhausting. I know, that was a lot for you. I want you to think, though, about Norfolk Southern as basically being the Boeing of land travel. Okay? Um, Which uh, which makes some sense considering Boeing's planes fall out of the sky and stuff falls off them. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens with these trains. They just fall off the tracks and stuff spills all the time. The uh, investor group Ancora... Uh, announced a, this is this is their headline in their press release. Investor group announces slate of highly qualified independent director candidates and proposed management team for North Norfolk Southern Corporation. Okay. Uh, uh, and is Ohio based. They've launched a website called moveensnscforward.com. NSC being they could have workshopped that name maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not a great name because when you look at it, like the the website, it looks like moving forward, right? Like it doesn't. <laughs> what's you know, like? <laughs> what's Nelson Peltz's one at Disney? Re- return the to the magic re- or something? Yeah, or, yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. Re- Get the magic back. Get return the to the magic. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're both pretty stupid. Yeah. Um, his the plan for Ancora here yeah. is to replace the Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw. Yeah, he still has um, his job. He still kept his job. Right. Still has his job. Yeah. He was elected to this job after he's a lifer at Norfolk Southern. Mm-hmm. He came from like the marketing department, and his he was elected in 2022 by the board to the CEO role. Um, if we're honest, he was handpicked by the prior CEO to do this, and the board just rubber stamped it. They, uh-huh. they they didn't elect him. Okay. Sure. Um, they're saying replace him with Jim Barber, who was the COO at UPS. Okay. Um, and they want to also replace, and you don't see this that often. No. They are suggesting that they should also replace the COO, yeah. Paul Duncan. 
with Jamie Boychuk, who okay. is from um, CSX, a Canadian uh-huh. Railroad. Yeah. Um, he was the executive vice president of ops yeah. at CSX. I will say this: the good thing about CSX is they also have a slew of uh, problems. They're, oh yeah, for, so for we'll decades. Get to that. Yeah, for, basically they just live in problem <laughs> yeah. land. Um, the seven director slate that's up here includes um, uh, Betsy Atkins, who, if you don't know Betsy Atkins, she's currently on five boards. Wow. Not including this board. Really? So she's going to have to quit one. Wow. Most likely. That's the in best order they to could get do. on this. Okay. All right. That was the best they could do. She's highly influential on all these boards, actually, but a middle performer. She bats 437 earnings. She sounds busy. She sounds TSR. busy. Yeah. She's busy. Um, one of those boards is Wynn Resorts. That's the biggest. Uh-huh. Um, and she's actually connected to like half the board there okay. um but she's a super boarder she actually has in her history 18 plus boards wow. she sat on wow 18 boards wow this is all she does so, she's a professional director uh, so i will say uh, uh to the benefit of uh Ankara holdings uh that yes of course any any pro- proxy contest you should have betsy atkins involved right? you just put betsy atkins yes. on it yeah. you've got a professional board member you know that she's done the job yeah. before you know she knows how to rubber stamp what the C- <laughs> new ceo yeah. says yeah. she knows how to do that um, they're adding Bill Clyburn uh-huh. Jr., who's an ex-railroad regulator. He was Senate counsel. He's a government wonk. Right. He's based in D.C. I guess you might need that, yeah. Um, uh, Nelda Connors. Okay. Now, they found two women who are on the most boards they could find. Nelda Connors is currently on four boards All actively. Right. Um, she is a middle performer also, 423 earnings, 436 TSR. Baker Hughes is the biggest board she's well, on where she's connected to all those directors. Why do we think that Ankara has done this? Is it, do they think that they can control their voice, like Betsy and Nelda's voice, or are they just, they just they're drawn to their experience? Like, what's the deal Well, here? it seems like the strategy here is um, Busy they have a strategy. Okay. They, they clearly are constructing this strategically, and we'll get to what I think the strategy is. Uh, keep going, is keep going. And, and where it doesn't work. Um, Samay Fami, uh-huh. he's ex-CSX. Oh, another? Um, CSX. And okay. Another CX, CSX, and he was at uh, Canada National Railroad, okay. so two Canadian railroads. Uh-huh. And I think CSX bought CN, actually, at some point. John Kasich. Yeah, oh, remember yeah. Remember John Kasich, oh, yeah. ex-governor of Ohio? Yeah. Um, one of the f- that's a nod to East Palestine, Okay, right, if ever there was yeah, let's one. Let's not forget um, that CEO Alan Shaw on the board of Norfolk Southern basically just—I mean, they, I, I, they didn't destroy a town, but they did no. try their hardest. No, they spilled a bunch of yeah. stuff over the town. Yeah, they I mean, didn't destroy it. They did their it. best to kind of ruin the soul of the town. That's, yeah. Okay, yeah. the soul. I'll give you soul. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Gilbert Lamphere, also ex-CSX board oh. and ex-CN board. Why do we need uh, so much CN-CSX here? Um, and uh, Allison Landry, who's on the XPO board, which is not just a logistics company based in uh, Connecticut, okay. um, and where she is a, actually a poor performer, 408 earnings, but 237 TSR, and the bottom 10% for controversies. Well, um, then so that's appropriate great. for a railroad board, I would so say. So that fits. Yeah. But um, this is what they said in their presentation. I went through all like 100 pages of their presentation. Mm-hmm. The, quote, the board lacks sufficient railroad industry experience. Oh, this is of Norfolk Southern. The board lacks sufficient railroad industry experience and is instead com- comprised of interconnected directors who have irrelevant experience in the energy, retail, and entertainment sectors. Sound like they're ex- explaining most S&P 500 boards. They basically just insufficient said free analytics. In- insufficient yes. experience in the industry you're, you're aiming to provide oversight for. 
plus you all know each other. <laughs> they said you all know each other and you don't know yeah. what you're doing here. That's what they said. I and applaud they are, this statement. Yeah. They were 100% correct about that. Yeah. They, this is an interconnected board. They have pass-throughs from Synovus Energy. They actually have connections. And why I think of them as Boeing, they have connections back to Boeing and Caterpillar sure, and course. other American royalty boards. They're very... It's a very small you yeah. know, uh, uh, set of degrees back to those boards. And this is insane to me. They can't even, after East Palestine, they can't even audit themselves correctly. This is how insular they are. Uh -huh. In 2023, Norfolk Southern appointed Atkins Nuclear Secured, which is a subsidiary of SNC-Lavalin, okay. to do a safety audit on their Railroads, right? Like mm -hmm. um, uh, they, they they basically like they're spilling shit everywhere. And so they said, let's get an independent safety audit done so that people shut up and tell us that we're, we can be told we're great. The lead auditor mm -hmm. was a person named Admiral Kirk Donald. Okay. He's a U.S. Navy, retired U.S. Navy. ANS, the Atkins Nuclear, the auditor, actually was reporting directly to the CEO. So not an independent committee, and this is something that uh, Ancora points out, not an independent committee of the board, it reported to the CEO. Yeah. So the CEO is in control of paying the auditor for the safety thing that the CEO will then say they, they're perfectly safe what's and they're great. What's with all the admirals? We reported last week uh, about the Boeing bathroom situation. Boeing has its own admiral on their, on their board. That admiral is actually connected to this uh, of admiral. Course. That's, I mean, I'm, not, many, I'm not well, kidding. Of course. I mean, how many admirals are there? I mean, I, I found the connection. But why does it? Why do boards need admirals? Well, not only do boards need admirals, uh, but there's only 270 active Navy admirals at any one time, and Norfolk Southern managed to not only find an auditor who is an ad was an ad, an admiral in the Navy, they have. Yeah. A Navy admiral on their board who worked on a report with the auditor Navy admiral about like nuclear subs. So the admirals know each other. So now you have a board that the auditor reports to the CEO. Yeah. And the board, one of the board members at Norfolk Southern is an admiral who knows the lead auditor who's also an admiral in the I, Navy. I, That's what we have going on It's here. almost like these people, like, they took this... Monty Python made a movie, I think of The Meaning of Life, where they, they lampooned uh, corporate raiders, right? And the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the joke was, was that the... The buildings they were in became pirate ships, and they both sort of are attacking each other, right? Because the because the corporate raiders and pirates were attacking. Yeah, each other. raiders. The raiders. Yeah, it's is, a big pun. Is that yeah. what is going on here? Is that why all these American boards think they need admirals? Did they take that movie seriously? That movie was uh, a they joke. Might have. It was a satire. They might have. Well, so like yeah. it looks like um, this is something that Ancora wants to rectify. But when I looked at the replacement board, all those people I listed, they're not exactly the gold standard of like non-connected board members. Mm -hmm. Here's what I found out just looking at them. At a, and this is a cursory look. Okay. I did this this morning. Okay. So we didn't do Ancora level deep dive yeah. into the data here to pick these people. The new CEO is from UPS, but the COO, guess where he worked? Well, you said he CSX. CSX, yeah, yeah. right. Two of the board members that they would be adding would be from CSX, <laughs> right. and the new COO would be from CSX. Yeah, it seems so, like a waste. Already, like, we've got a problem. Yeah, um, well, I think one is enough. 
the CEO was from UPS. Maybe that could be the, the new board. motto. Maybe one is enough is the new motto for, <laughs> for boards, right? For corporate for boards, boards, right? I mean, one is enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're looking for diversity, not just like the the normal areas of diversity we think of, but I, I just in diversity and thought and skill set and background, I think one is enough. Really, one is enough. Right. You, one Especially is enough. if you're coming you from need? CSX. Yes. Um, well, uh, the the CEO is ex UPS. Uh-huh. He's on the board of C H Robinson and U S Foods. Mm-hmm. He's actually connected through a man named Bob Dukowski to Pitney Bowes, who is uh, 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 where there's a U- UPS exec. So okay. he is connected on the boards he's on to the sure. people that you know he's connected to, which means I haven't found the direct connection of this CEO to this company yet. But it has to be there, right? Like, there's no way that I, like, if I d- dive deep enough, yeah. I'll find it. Mm-hmm. The replacement directors, turns out, like, if you're voting for these new directors coming in, there's actually a, a, a Canadian National Railroad executive ex-CEO on the current board. Oh, is that right? Claude Mongeau. Yeah. Mongeau. Yeah. yeah, okay. Mongeau, or whatever. So, so we're replacing... CN and experience with CN out. and CSX yeah. experience, okay. aren't we? Yeah. Um, and well, this is you, about. This, I guess this is just about power, right? This is Ancora just uh, trying to yield its power, I suppose. I, I guess wield, but it seems its like power. their strategy appears to be find two overboarded women who are so busy that they can't pay attention, mm-hmm. get the entire team from CSX Cronies. on the board here. Yeah. Sprinkle in a little bit of government flavor with mm-hmm. a you know a, you know keep an admiral, but you also got a government wonk. You got Kasich on the board. You yeah. got, and then that call that an upgrade because the current board only has one executive from CN CSX and a lot of retail and food experience mm-hmm. and some government on the side because they've got their own admiral. So uh, this it, I don't understand the strategy. Doesn't it seem like we're replacing? One problem with the next, and well, in case, yeah, I was gonna say, you know, one thing we found this year is we've spent a lot more time really focusing on these proxy contests and looking at shareholder activism. A lot of which goes into our other show, the Proxy Countdown, is that a, a, a lot of these contested slates being put up, they're just as poorly put together as the company's it's, slates, it's right? Really shocking. Just, just because you have money to buy shares doesn't mean you have any idea about corporate governance or about uh, even the industry to which you're kind of buying shares into. So the whole aim of their presentation is to basically mirror what CSX has done. And just so that we're clear what CSX has done, yeah. I pulled the data on CSX themselves, yeah, right? Yeah. Like so I remember CSX they were saying, back in the day. There there's a lot of lot of controversy. In fact, I remember having spent time living in Canada that they're constantly messing up. They spill all sorts of yeah. stuff. But here's some here's just two data points, just to give you a flavor, okay? Norfolk Southern had a hundred and eleven percent increase in accidents since twenty twelve, between twenty twelve and twenty twenty two. In a ten year period, they more than doubled mm-hmm. Their accident rate, uh, like adjusted, like per million rail mm-hmm. mile, whatever. Um, CSX, on the other hand, had a 53% increase in accidents. Oh, well, that's so, better, I guess. <laughs> I mean, what we're talking about, <laughs> I know. they suck at accidents. Yeah, Everybody sucks at accidents. Yeah. Norfolk Southern, a 23% increase in employee injuries Ooh, since 2012. 23% uh, yeah. increase. But CSX, on the other hand, had a 
39% increase Ooh, in employee injuries. That's a so lot. That's a lot. It, it, it seems like CSX managed to have slightly fewer increases in accidents than Norfolk Southern, but hurt their employees and more. This, and this, is that the trade? Yeah, and this is the guy, Jamie Borchuk, you said, was EVP of operations. He was the operations there. <laughs> that so was his job. Responsible for a, a 39% increase in employee injury. That's that's shocking. Shocking. It's not great. Um, Here was your better bet, Ancora. Yeah. Replace the whole board with European rail executives, where they do seem to have figured hey, this out. Don't hey. they? Like, find a fucking Listen. guy yeah. working on a European... They're public, so it's not Amen to traded. That. Amen they're to They're government-regulated. They're government-run. Why can't you find uh, one or two European rail execs to do to sit on this board? Maybe they've never traveled to Europe and don't know how lovely and wonderful the, the train system over there. But you know what? You raise an in, interesting point here is that why don't American and Canadian multinational companies, why why are we so afraid to have um, experts from other parts? Of the, the Europeans do it well. They always have at least a couple of Americans on their boards. So well, I don't, I know, what are we afraid of? Boeing added its first non-U.S. citizen to its board in its history this this past like, That's crazy. like four That's, months ago. That's crazy. Right? Only its first. And they will claim that it's because of national security issues, mm -hmm. right? Because they make military I don't technology believe and that. they would have to give access to somebody who's not a U.S. national. Mm -hmm. But no, no one actually believes that's the case because we are talking about railroads here. We're not talking about national security. The national security hazard is that Norfolk Southern operates railroads. That's the, that's yeah. the hazard. Well, speaking of, yeah, I was just going to say yeah. it does demonstrate just the the insular quality of these boards here in in America are, go in every they're insular in every way they can think of. They are they are really it's it's like the the kid you used to know in third grade who needed the crusts cut off of his peanut butter and jelly. Right? Like they just they they're afraid of new things. They just can't try new things. They don't want new they, friends. They can't even try the crust. On no, their they just they jelly. just they can't. Yeah. What what else you got, Matt? Well, the finally wrapping yeah. up, just in case um, you you were starting to feel good. So Norfolk Southern had a rebuttal talking about how important board refreshment is, how that in the past five years they've mm -hmm. replaced six different directors. Not that those directors aren't connected to the CEO or the existing directors, but that they've done it. They've done that. And they announced at long last, mm -hmm. if you've listened to the show, you'll know this name. They announced that. Michael Lockhart, yeah. the head of the safety committee, yes. is retiring at long last. Finally. How long? How do you know how long he's been on the board? Uh, I didn't pull it, but it, it's been like thirteen or okay. thirteen, fifteen years, maybe seventeen years. Long time. He's been on. I've been around for a long time. Um, and, and he got. Um, he, he somehow managed to retire after the train crashed. He still got. I think an eighty-eight percent vote four yeah. in the last director elections last year. So he's retiring. He's still going out on the top. He still didn't, he I was didn't gonna get say, voted out. To your point about Australian companies, nobody really gets pushed out, right? God, yeah, God no forbid, God forbid you call out the safety committee chair at Norfolk Southern <laughs> and be like, this dude kind of sucks. You let him retire in, 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 in grace. 
But Norfolk Southern did have a succession plan for the safety committee. Mm -hmm. uh, he's being replaced by uh, Christopher Jones, who's been on the board since 2020. He's ex uh, uh, Northrop Grumman, I believe. Um, but tell me if this sounds familiar. This is the last piece that I'm gonna uh, I'll give you. In 2021, the first proxy after Jones joined the board, Jones was not listed. Uh -oh. By Norfolk Southern as having safety experience. I knew where this was going. Yeah, yeah. In 2022, <laughs> oh no, not listed as having safety experience. Oh, no. In 2023, not listed as having safety experience. Yeah. What do you want to bet that in 2024 <laughs> somehow oh. he's listed as having safety experience as the head? So of you're the telling me it community. hasn't happened yet. He hasn't been, but it's I, this is the best prediction you've ever made. Lockhart. So here's the I, prediction. I agree. Lockhart's retirement mm -hmm. is as of the AGM. The proxy comes out in a, like imminently yeah. for this company. If it's not even, I, I don't think it's out yet, but imminently. Mm -hmm. And my guess is that we will see. He will have found Christopher Jones safety will expertise. have found safety expertise that, yeah. somewhere under a rug at the University of Phoenix, a <laughs> virtual rug. Finally, the man got his safety cred just to head that committee. Crazy. That's what I got. That's what I got. Now, let me just add that Michael Lockhart is 75 years old, so he would be stepping down anyway. So anyway. This company, this board does not care. They don't care. So here's your recommendation. Ancora is better than not Ancora, I guess. but everyone sucks. Put up a... This should be all European rail, like public, Absolutely. you know, government Absolutely. rail executives. Yeah. That's what you actually want here. Um, forget everything else. That's all we got. That's that's all we got. Our How dare you? Wednesday. That's Hazelnut Rollis. I'm your analyst, Tom Mascardi. We are free float. Come back on tomorrow. We've got a proxy countdown Qualcomm. going out. Qualcomm. Qualcomm is who we're covering. They've got a uh, AGM coming up early March, and on Friday we have a wrap of the week with the full team. Come oh. back for that. Until then, good bye. <laughs>